self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red here we go again same old shit dog just another day with conversation kind of. <laughs> you, you on your DMX shit this week? Yeah. Okay, yeah, DMX. Yeah. It just right. popped up. I don't know. It That's how I felt about Lamb Chops. Now you understand. <laughs> I, I see where it can come from, but that song is, you know, not going to infiltrate anybody's psyche and have them know, in some kind of childhood whole, rut. They may go through a whole D- DMX whole catalog now because you didn't open up that door. <laughs> You know. Well, that's going to be a good day. <laughs> well, let me tell y'all about the website. I want y'all to go to www.conversationconartists.com to check out the links to all the latest stories that we have. Our old podcast episodes that you can play right from the website, as well as on the left. If you scroll over to the little envelope, you hover over it. It's going to bring out a menu and you can send us questions, subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to our email, whatever. I want y'all to do that when y'all get a chance. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we want to remind you that if you would like a question of yours answered on the show, you can leave it through the website in the way that Mr. On Point just described. Or you can send it directly to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarnartists at gmail.com. Or... Apparently, because we didn't think about this avenue, you can also leave them um, as a message on the Facebook page because we actually got one on the Facebook page this week. And we're going to start off with that question. We shall. All right. I met a girl online and I told her that I loved her. I only felt that way from reading her profile. Is it okay to love somebody from such and such a limited interaction? No. (laughs) (laughs) First of all. Love is such a very strong word. Um, Profiles, social media presence is not a very good representation of who people actually are. So I don't know that you can actually fall in love with a profile because you don't really know the person. Now, you can become infatuated with their pictures. You can become infatuated with the things that you may think that you have in common from seeing this but until you actually like interact with this person have a conversation with this person see how they actually behave as opposed to what they put on their page i don't know that that's possible but i'm also a pessimist and i don't believe in that love and first sight shit so (laughs) keep that in mind (laughs) lust at first sight basically what I think it is but you know not in the sense that you physically lust after that person but you can also lust after a person's characteristics and traits or what you believe they are Mm -hmm. you know because you know at the beginning of every relationship you got that representative and a profile is a rep uh, is a watered down version of that representative it's even worse yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know is they have exactly on there what you want to know about them what you want to believe what you they, what they want, want you to you know to believe, they control yeah. the dialogue of what you see and understand about them and so when you're talking about love first i think that love is a mutual thing I think that you can fall in love with somebody, but I don't think that that's a position you should put yourself in if that person hasn't invested an opportunity to fall in love with you as well. I think that's supposed to be a journey that two people travel together. I don't think it should be one place that a person gets to on their own before they even get a chance to get to know or meet that person or who they really are. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever watched Catfish, (laughs) you see that 
it's even more like it may not even be a watered down representative of the a watered down version of the representative it may not even be the representative at all like that's the problem with online um that's the risk that you run with online that's why you have to be very careful and why i tell people you need to facetime you need to you need to physically see this person before you meet them in person because folks lie so to answer your question my perspective no I, I think that you probably like this person's pictures and you may have liked what they have to say love though i would not say i mean that would come after meeting her and talking with her and spending time with her and y'all you know that that takes a lot longer amount of time than glossing over somebody's profile to me my opinion yeah i think that i think that you have to assess what makes make what makes you love a person like that so fast? If it's genuinely love on your end, because it's it's, it's possible that it's genuinely love that you've gathered for that person quickly and intensely. Because it depends or it on your could, definition. Of what love saying, or it is, could yeah. be that your definition of love is just one that is is this love to go around for everybody. Yeah, it, it depends on how that is for you. If you truly feel like that person has in infiltrated your soul and and you truly genuinely feel that way then that's not that's not normal and you need to find out how it is that you're able to gather such that much love and that strong of a feeling for a person that doesn't even know you feel that way or wasn't expecting you to let them know that you feel that way i think that's something you want to explore with yourself and try to figure out what that is you know yeah because this is not really normal no i mean i know it happened it happens but but it usually doesn't work out well when it does but you know i mean there is another worse version of this to where a person from a distance falls in love with a person that is unaware unknowing and then they get to following them and then they get to get into the stalking yeah Yeah. i mean there is a very very bad version of being infatuated with a person from a distance. Yeah, that's that extreme you know? version. And so you just want to discover what what for, what pushes you to have that feeling and that emotion. And if it's genuine love or if it's just you just like that person profile so much that you want it to be more and you want to embark on that. You know, that's something that you got to discover within yourself. Hopefully that answers your question. Um, We are going to go on to the next question, which kind of falls in line with that. Um, She says, I finally talked myself into signing up for online dating. There are lots of eligible men in New York, but I don't go out enough to meet any of them. Between my job and my lifestyle, I've decided this is the easiest way to go about meeting men. So now that I've signed up for it, what do I say in my profile? It's not Tinder. Thank God for that. <laughs> um, I could go on and on about Tinder. Um, online dating profiles are good and bad things. Um, I would say you don't want to put too much information in. You want to hit the high points of, of the things that you want people to know about you. Because if you do like this, you know, 18 page thing nobody's gonna read all of that Mm -hmm. and the first message that they send you is gonna be asking you questions that you answered in that long ass profile that nobody read so you have i always say hit the high points you don't want it to be too short but you also don't want it to be too long don't give them your your whole life story because they're not gonna read it and you're gonna get frustrated that you sat down and devoted all of that time to type that shit out 
Nobody read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have kids, I just I I I'm on I'm on a couple of online dating websites mostly now just for entertainment because I just don't see anything coming from it. But um, I don't understand when people put pictures of their kid. I, put pictures of yourself. You absolutely need to have that so people know what you look like. But I don't understand putting pictures of your kids. Now you can say you need to let them know that you are a parent. That is important. But I don't know that the strangers that you've never met and know nothing about need to view your kids. Like I wouldn't do that personally. I think it's a bad idea. Now you want to mention that you have kids in the profile verbally or written. In written form, <laughs> it's not verbally, but written form. But you do not need to put a picture of. I got. I just don't. You don't want some strange man that you don't know who may have all kind of fetishes and shit to be having pictures of your kids. Like you just don't. So, pictures of you, not pictures of your kids. Um, and p- current pictures of you. Don't, if you forty five, don't post pictures of when you were twenty, cause you know you don't look like that no more. And people will go get pissed when they meet up with you, and you look like somebody's grandma instead of like somebody's babysitter. So. Just be honest with, mm-hmm. with whatever you put in your profile. Um, yeah, that's those that my tips. Listen, you need to know what you are looking for. Yes, when you go on these dating yes. websites, it's okay if you're just looking for a sexual encounter. That I would suggest getting on Tinder if that's that well, is where I you want to go. Well, I mean, you can if you're a woman, you're gonna find it on whatever dating right. site you go to. Tinder's you can get that from anywhere. Terrible though. Tinder, I feel like, is the worst of that. Like, and Tinder, it, it what makes it so frustrating is that it's supposed to be set up where you can avoid it more because people can only send you messages if you like. Um, you both mutually have to click on each other before you can even send messages. So you would think that okay, I'm vetting these people a little bit more so they can't even contact me. And then you see somebody that you think, this is, goes back to that other question. You see somebody that you thought was nice and then the first message they send you is a penis picture or like. Well, Tinder is purely an attraction based thing. It is. Thing. Yeah. It, it got profiles down there, but they don't expect you to scroll <laughs> up on every one of them. They just see the swipe, 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 swipe. Oh, person might be attractive. Let me go read. Okay, like. Swipe, 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 swipe. Oh, person is kind of attractive. <laughs> Let me read. Yeah, what they wrote was I don't like what they wrote. Swipe, you know what I'm saying? Or it could be, oh, they not that attractive, but I like what they talking about. Let me swipe right, you know, type situation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Tinder is supposed to just be an attraction based. We're physically, aesthetically attracted to each other, which means that I want to have sex with you and you want to have sex with me and that's how people treat It's the fucking Tinder. worst. I hate Tinder. But that's how men treat most of these this websites in general. That's true. But <laughs> you need to know what you want out of the situation. If you just want sexual encounters, let people know that. If yeah. you absolutely don't want that, let people know that. It's not going to keep you from having no, that. Not. You know, but it'll filter some group of people it for will. you. You know what I'm saying? Like some people are respectful of that. Some people don't want the hassle of dealing with somebody who wants more than this 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 one night that they're willing to give them. So they're not if they see that you're looking for something long term, they're not gonna message you. Now, then you have other people who don't give a shit. <laughs> but that's the same way when you out and you see dudes and they come up to you and be like, you know, you got a boyfriend and you say, Yeah, well, can we be friends? <laughs> Sir, no. You don't wanna be my damn friend. Like that's not why you came over here but so yeah uh it'll help filter some of it it will help filter some of it not yeah. all of it uh the same thing with the pictures like 
put the most accurate portrayal of yourself <laughs> that you can. Whether that means you lost or gained weight, whether that means you cut your hair or your hair was long, like don't make sure your pictures are updated to people's what they gonna see when they get get from you in that situation. Hats, men and hats, men. That shit kills me because I will look at a picture. And dude got on a hat And I'm like oh okay And then the next picture I'm like oh shit I see why you had the hat on <laughs> Be honest Cause the thing about it is You look like what you look like And in person It's gonna be a whole lot harder For you to like Get that good angle You know what I'm saying Like when you talking to someone You're not gonna mm-hmm. be able To keep turning your fucking head So you need to be as honest Cause the thing If they like you They like you And if they don't They don't And that's fine Like there's gonna be somebody Who is gonna find you attractive So Make sure that you're trying to get those people. Don't be out here, you know, putting up these pictures that are not a good representation of you, and then get mad when people meet you and be like, "What the fuck?" Like that, because that's what's gonna happen. They, yeah. They're not gonna be understanding of it. They're gonna be pissed. <laughs> like, don't do that. All of that is important, but it's easiest to be yourself. It's easy to be who you are. Like you can you can masquerade on as a different version of yourself and put things out there that you want people to believe that may or may not be true. At the end of the day, it's easiest to be yourself. And when you're filling out a profile, be yourself. Show them some of your personality. Let them know what you like, what you don't like. Just give them some insight about you that will make them want to talk to you. Not that'll make them want to marry you. <laughs> Remember when you were online dating, you're just trying to meet someone to have a conversation with that might lead to more conversation, that might lead to some dating and going out, that might lead to some courting and desiring to be in a relationship, that might lead to a relationship, that might lead to wherever that goes. Did you just say courting? Courting, yeah. That's so hilarious. Why is it just that? courting? I just... It just sounds so. I don't know. Old folkish. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I know it's old folkish. I need it from old folks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah, honesty is the best policy. So, don't be too honest. Don't put too much. Because again, if you do these long, people with long ass, but people are not gonna read all of it. They're just not. You know, you need to give them a good. So, hit the high points, the things that you feel like people need to know about you in order for them to determine whether or not this is a conversation that they want to attempt to have. Put those things in there. Like, I don't need to know, like, every, I don't need to know that, you know, your favorite food is pizza or sushi or that. I mean, that's pretty non important. Like, the important things, you know, um, hit the high points. But yeah. Oh, and some people. Now I know I, we had this this conversation off air, but <laughs> I feel like I I get your point, but I feel like some people need a proofreader, not somebody to completely change their profile, but you need to let somebody look over that shit so they could be like, no, no, not this. Oh, listen. you misspelled that. Or... Listen, <laughs> I don't want that. I want to know. That she don't know the difference between your, your, and you are. I want to know she don't know that. Because I will look at that and say, mm-mm. I ain't sending no message. I don't care how great the message is. And I don't care how great she looks. Grammar issues is a problem for me. I don't need anybody correcting the things that would otherwise have me filter that person out of my communication. Because Listen Listen If you're not doing Online dating When is the first time That you see the person You with right 
that's in front when they in front when of you. you when you in a, when you finna get married and you see their vows on the table, <laughs> and like this motherfucker can't spell. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. See that's how it be. Like when do you see somebody else write? That's true. You don't. <laughs> so on 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 social media and on <sighs> online dating, you get to see firsthand what these people's. Grammar skills? Do they got comma splices? You know, <laughs> do they use ellipses correctly if they use them? Where their capitalization skills at? Oh, you know gosh. what I'm saying? Like, I understand some of the misspelled words, but I don't forgive it. <laughs> Grammar Nazi. <laughs> so yeah, no, don't. I don't want nobody proofreading my the the people that profiles I read. I wanted to be them uncensored, unfiltered. I type this. Man, Lord, don't let me find out you tight with one finger. Oh, that picking yeah, shit. Yeah, if you gotta look for every key, what is your memory doing? How come you been keyboards been around since you were born? You should know the organization of keyboards at this point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You would think you should be. It sh- you should have a diagram of a keyboard in front of you, and you should be able to put all the letters where they go. If you can't do that, we got an issue. But you know what? When I'm gonna find that out? When it's too late. <laughs> So I would rather find out early on in the process. Now, the only time I'm gonna get fooled in that scenario is if somebody has very, very great spelling and great punctuation, but they can't type, and they just did all of that greatness with one finger. That gonna trip me, trick me then. But you know what? It'll be alright. I'll take it. Be honest. <laughs> be concise. Those, those are my tips. Oh yeah. Okay. My bad. <laughs> I went on. <laughs> so hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> if you, again, if you would like for us to answer a question for you on air, and as you see, it will be anonymous. We're not going to put you out there. We're not going to say your name. Um, you can send it to us through the website, through our email, or on the Facebook page. So, yeah. All right. We're going to get into some deliberate nonsense. And the first situation I got is Melissa Harris Perry. She got a show on MSNBC where, and she's an African American female, one of the only African American females, one of the few, you one know, on few. a news broadcasting show. Mm-hmm. And recently, she walked away from her show, giving reasons that she's being silenced by the station because, as we know, they cherry pick and choose what they want these hosts to talk about, mm-hmm. and she just won't set up for that. She wants to set up for that situation. And I'm going to read the quote that she, or the letter that she wrote. Here is the reality. Our show was taken without comment or discussion or notice in the midst of an election season. After four years of building an audience, developing a brand, and developing trust with our viewers, we were effectively and utterly silenced. Now, MSNBC would like me to appear for four inconsequential hours to read the news that they don't deem relevant without returning to our team any of the editorial control and authority that makes MHP show distinctive. The purpose of this decision seemed to be to provide a cover for MSNBC, not to provide voice for the MHP show. I will not be used as a tool for their purposes. I am not a token, mammy, or a little brown bobblehead. I'm not owned by Lat Griffin or MSNBC. I love our show. I want it back. I've wept more tears than I can count and find this deeply painful, but I don't want back on air at any cost. I'm only willing to return when that returns under certain conditions. And... From my perspective, I think that it is very admirable. That's amazing. Most, yeah. mo- again, I mean, that goes back to what we said before about 
you know people are always like oh you should telling people who have things to lose as somebody who does not yeah. that you should do this thing yeah she's actually doing that like she feels strongly enough about this that she walked away from her show which is a very very difficult thing to do like that i can't imagine and on her own yeah there wasn't a group of people rallying that said hey this is going on you should get out of here yeah behind the scenes this stuff was going on and she said i'm out of here because of this it didn't take any of that yeah and so the strength because she could have done this without she could have still been on this show mm -hmm. without the viewers knowing without anybody knowing what was going on but her candor put her in a position where she felt like she needed to leave because that situation wasn't representing the voice that she had accumulated for her fans mm -hmm. and i want people listening to understand that that is a very difficult thing everybody has a price mm -hmm. and everybody has what they will turn down and everybody has a price they'll turn down and i feel like she turned down the price because her career could be elevated significantly if she would just go with the flow yeah be the be the puppet on the strings basically and she wasn't willing to do that and she gave up what could potentially be a a ravishing career at the cost of your own individuality mm -hmm. and man that's a hard thing to do it's amazing that she it's very admirable that she was able to do that because the thing about it is again when people are saying oh they you know you should quit this or you shouldn't do that or you know you don't know what you would do in that it's very easy for you to tell somebody to quit their damn job yeah but it's not so easy when it's you being asked to do that. So that is amazing that she, on her own, just decided that that wasn't where she wanted to be. And that wasn't the way that she wanted her show to be. And she just wasn't going to do it at any cost. Um, that's amazing. And it's, it's two different things. If your manager come and cuss you out in front of all the employees and all the employees tell you you should quit. That's different than if she if your manager cuts you out in the office mm -hmm. and nobody knows. Yeah. The same thing happened, probably for the same reason. Yeah. But one of them puts you in a position to look like if you don't do it, you're just going to submit to authority mm -hmm. because other people know about it. The other one puts you in a position where you can make that decision because of what happened. But when nobody else knows about it, it doesn't take away from that that uh, group perception of yeah. you. In which this is how she did it. She basically had some backroom dealings with these people and decided that she didn't want to stay on this show because of it from her own conviction, from her own value. Man, I mean, I would challenge anybody to find out what your price is. What is your price? Like, what would you quit your job for? Yeah. What would you, what in America could happen that would make you change your values about race and culture? Like, what would make you turn and say, this is what I'm not going to deal with. And this is not what I'm going to have. If your apartment complex you treated you a certain way because of your race, would you leave that place on the dime knowing that you might not have the money or might not have a plan? You know, if your job, if your university, your school, like where where would you turn around and say, I can't deal with this? Or, or And where would you continuously, consistently deal with that thing because of what you're getting out of it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just something to ponder. It is. I, I don't think. I don't know. I think a lot of times you don't know until 
to that moment arrives because again you can say oh i wouldn't take that people do that all the time yeah. and it's like you have took worse than that. i know you have i was there so don't take me <laughs> you know so i think again in, until you're in the situation it's very difficult to because it sounds good to say that oh i wouldn't take it and i would quit but it's a lot harder when you think about not having that check coming in and not how how are you going to pay these bills and how are you going to live and survive because that's a large part of that well that's how i am i got this i got this since i got this sensationalized idea of what i will do in a whole bunch of scenarios <laughs> based on what people have told me happened to them i'm like man that wouldn't happen to me this is what i do i do this i do that i do this i do that well I think I'm under the strict belief now that I don't put myself in positions to have to have those ultimatums in which I decide which thing I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't put myself in those positions because I'm a very, very conservative thinker and a very conservative decision maker. So Mm -hmm. I don't really get to those extremes. But. I do that just like I've th- I've said this before, man. They wouldn't do that to me if I was a slave. <laughs> yes, they would. Yes, they they would whip me <laughs> and tar and feather me and do everything to me that they were doing to everybody else. I would not be special in that situation. You know what I'm saying? No, you be dead, baby. <laughs> but that's a very extreme example. Yeah. But you know, in the subtle examples, I don't know what I would do for real. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's a good question, though. It's a, like I don't know if I would have been able to do that because she could be ve- MSNBC is huge, so she could be blackballed. Like this could have a very, very terrible impact yeah. on her ability to get work somewhere else. Like it absolutely could, and I know that she's taken that into consideration, and still she decided that even with that possible consequence, this was still what she wanted to do. And again, I think that's amazing because I don't know if I would have been able to do that. Like I don't know. It put in a similar situation what I would choose. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's go to admirable to stupid. Your girl, Raven Simone. This bitch. Has. She said that. They were on the view giving ideas and different thoughts about the Republican. Just about the whole number. The, the presidential running or whatever it's called. And she said that if a Republican candidate is nominated, she's going to move to Canada. Yes, that is what she said. If a Republican candidate is nominated, then I'm moving to Canada. First of all, who the <laughs> fuck? We, I will pack her bags for her. Canada can have her ass, first of all. Secondly, does she realize how fucking politics work? They're absolute. So she might as well go and pack her shit exactly. up. Exactly. Because there's going to absolutely be a Republican nomination. That's how the fuck this works. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. I think, I want to say, in real life, she meant elected. But. I don't think, I think she think, did. No, 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 no. <laughs> Me and you would have said elected. Yes. I think that she should have said elected, but she meant nominated. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I think she thinks she said the right thing, but she didn't. And I think she believes that the right that was the right word. She does. Just because it's Raymond Simone, like, I don't trust very much that she says after some things that she says. I just <laughs> It must be like a like like a fucking amusement park inside of her head. Like I don't understand how one person between her and Stacey Dash, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it. I think Raven Simone is a symptom. Symptom is the wrong word. I think she's a victim of a situation where she's a childhood star. 
And in this case, a black childhood star that was so separated from her culture because she was in that environment, in that world, that one, she didn't learn. She couldn't have learned a lot of stuff in the schools <laughs> that we learn. You know what I'm saying? Like how the how politics work? Yeah, like exactly. That's the one. So <laughs> she didn't learn much in school. I don't know if she was homeschooled or went to a school. And then when she's talking about all that race related stuff, I think she's just disconnected from African American culture because Hollywood is notoriously notoriously not very black, and she just couldn't have had that that many. African American influences outside of the Cosby show. Well, she doesn't need she doesn't need that because according to her, she's from every continent in Africa. So yeah, because she and we that goes back to the whole school thing. Do you know what a continent is? <laughs> exactly. What the f- I I just I again Raven. If you ever listen to this and you need somebody to help you pack your bags, I am available. I will help you get all of your shit together and head them up and move them out to Canada. And that just means that if Donald Trump gets nominated, uh, gets uh, wins the uh, presidency, I can't go to Canada because I don't want to be there with her dumb ass. So I'm going to have to pick somewhere else to go because I'm leaving America. But I can't go to Canada if Raven's there. Well... The other co-host, one of them said, "You're not a citizen of Canada. You can't just go there. You just you need visas." And, and she was like, "I'll figure it out. Will I'll figure it out?" And she said, "Her whole family too. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out." I was like, mm, "Okay, you need to figure out what the hell you be talking about when you be talking all the time." It that those are the people who talk the loudest. The ones who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I've never understood that. Those are the ones who scream from the mountaintops. All of this shit that doesn't make any sense at all. Like they are always the ones that talk the loudest. The ones who don't know what they're talking or about. Are they the ones we hear? <laughs> no, I feel like they talk. The loudest. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> if a hundred people saying the same regular message and somebody say, you know. <laughs> My tinfoil hat is in my car. <laughs> we tend to hear the the tinfoil hat is in my car situation. <laughs> you know true. what I'm saying? I mean, I'll, everybody else saying the same thing, but soon as something else pop up, I'll be like, hmm? Uh, did, did you just mention tinfoil hat? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, So I think it's a combination of both, but I think we can't take away the fact that we hear the odd stuff a little bit more potently than we do the normal stuff. And she stays saying shit that just make you question her sanity. Like, you can't be this stupid. Like, you can't be. Like, you just can't be. <laughs> this has to be a joke. She has to be trolling all of us. Like, I, I refuse to believe that she's this stupid. Like, But even in even in the interview with Oprah, Oprah leaned back in her chair and said, oh, Lord, child. <laughs> I know they finna blow this Twitter up. <laughs> like she already knew. Like how can you not know? You know what I'm saying? I Why do you not know? That, you just... need to go and have some conversations with Oprah. I feel like Oprah can school you <laughs> about some of the things that you might say. Even Whoopi Goldberg is a co-host. I think Whoopi Goldberg can school you on what you should should say. But Raven, one of them people who feel like she doesn't need that. She don't need to be schooled because she got all the answers. <laughs> You ain't got the answers, Raven. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got the answers, Raven. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. Ridiculous. (laughs) Stupid. Can't put too much time on Raven Simone. God, no. We're going to have to put less time on this next situation. We got Fairfield University through what they called a ghetto party. 
Now, let me. There's a bunch of white kids who threw a ghetto party. Now, let me tell you what some of the attire for this ghetto party consisted of. It consisted of white kids painting teardrops under their eyes, uh, darkening their skin, uh, wearing backwards hats and bandanas, um, wife beaters, you know, tank tops, and putting like balls up under their shirt to show that they're pregnant. Just extremely stereotypical things that white people will believe that ghetto consists of. And the truth of the matter is ghetto really just means a, a, an environment in which one culture exclusively lives. But in the context of what they were talking about ghetto, I knew that it was referencing the black people and their perceptions of black people. And so the problem with this situation is that none of these kids... None of these kids communicated that they know it's racist. And so you got one kid that posted on his Facebook, you know what? I'm dressed as a hot dog, and I'm sorry that I dressed as a hot dog because I realized that it's offensive to all hot dogs. Is a hot dog a person or a culture motherfucker? See, I hate when people do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to take an extreme to, to try to make your, your point. And it doesn't make your point. It just makes you look that much more stupid and that much more guilty. Instead of just admitting that y'all did some fucked up shit, instead of just saying, hey, you know what? All right, babe, we shouldn't have done that. It was wrong. You want to make it seem like everybody else is just over, being overly sensitive or whatever the case may be. You're not going to tell me that y'all didn't do all of this dressing up and doing all of this bullshit and you were not patterning this behind black people. I'm sorry. Don't buy it. Don't believe it. And the thing it. is, in his analogy, he's a hamburger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he a hamburger <laughs> talking about dressing up like a hot dog. Like, he ain't a person comparing himself and stuff to food. He's a hamburger. <laughs> and, you know, hamburgers have a long-standing hatred for hot dogs. <laughs> and hot dogs have a long-standing hatred for hamburgers. And so, the hamburger dressed up like a hot dog, but, you know, he round. So he can't really fit the hot dog, you know, long, <laughs> you know, stature. And so he put this stereotypical version of a hot dog on himself and he just looked crazy. That's what these people are doing. They're taking a, their stereotypical view of a group of people and extracting the negative things that they can think of out of that group. And saying this is what you are. If you live in this environment that we consider ghetto, this is what I think of you. Because imagine every neighborhood they drive by, they say, "Oh, this place is ghetto." Okay, now all the people from that party are pregnant, got wife beaters, uh, teardrops on their tear face, teardrops on their face, bend down like it's so ignorant. And the thing that surprises me about the ignorance is that. They genuinely don't know it's racist. Now, I think older people, I think they know it's racist, but they just continue to perpetuate that it's not mm -hmm. and to have dialogue that say that it's not because they, there's denial. I think that these younger generation kids genuinely don't believe that it's racist. I, I just don't feel like they believe it's racist. I think they, they believe it's just pointing out the differences. But I've never you don't ever hear about like a bunch of black students getting together to throw like a hick party or like you know what I'm I don't mm -hmm. understand their need to do stuff like this like I don't understand why this is so difficult for you 
to not do. Like, this is a very simple concept. You don't make fun of other people's culture. Like, you just don't do that. That's, that's fairly simple to not do. Of all the parties that you can fucking throw, and there's tons of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, they act like it's such a difficult thing to do. To, to be culturally aware. Well, you know what? When you put it like that, it made me think of the idea of if you look at a scale of cultural appropriation, in the middle of that scale is a culture being appropriated by white America, but in a way that involves that culture and allows that culture to make money. On the far extreme of that scale, you got white people that culturally appropriated culture take it exclusively mm-hmm. and make money from it without letting that culture you know make anything from it and then on the other end of that scale you got this redneck hit cultural appropriation where it's stereotypical nobody makes money from it but they just point out what they believe that culture consists of and they take that and so if you think about this party at what is it Fairfield Fairfield University then it's a group of people that's culturally appropriating the negative aspects of a community but I think feeling like they're doing it in a positive way I don't know if they don't believe that it's negative either they did this party intentionally to be negative and they know it's negative and they lying or somewhat down there they believe that there's nothing wrong with this and it's just what it is but you always know, willing to give it. people the benefit of a doubt. I feel like they just some assholes. Who, I just don't feel like because it's again, it's not that difficult of a concept, and I just don't feel like people ignorance exists. I just don't know that this exists. Like this is not a hard concept for for me to understand why this would be wrong. <laughs> why you shouldn't do this? You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't. It's not brain surgery. Like, I don't understand yeah. why this would be something that somebody would have to sit you down and say, hey, you know, it's not okay for you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Fuck those guys. <laughs> how I feel about that. Well, you know, no. I talked about, I've talked about systemic racism before in terms of being able, systemic racism means that a, a, a group, creates the system and they have a whole bunch of people that maintain the system for them because of that and i think it can work in a small micro fashion like with this group too if one person at the top say we need to throw a ghetto party because black people ain't shit you know what i'm saying if he tell all his friends we're throwing a ghetto party you know it's pay to pay tribute to black people is you know to identify these then they in- did this shit during <laughs> black history month i just thought about that i got more <laughs> To, to you know show these people that you know this is what really all the other people up under that person who intentionally meant for it to be malicious are just doing the bidding of another person and they not gonna say it's racist they gonna drink that person kool-aid and so i she feel like it's possibly <laughs> following ass motherfucker <laughs> so i think that it's very possible that someone could have started this situation and it just trickled down from that into people that didn't believe it was a problem didn't believe it racist and and you got people that's going to see that and say, oh, shit, no, nah, that's racist. And so I think the people that participated in it are just those people that just don't get it for real. That's because a shame. Because the video I saw was a girl saying, yeah, when I saw the name of it, I said, oh, shit, no, this is racist. <laughs> this is terrible. We should not do this. Even if it ain't racist, we shouldn't do it. If you don't believe it's racist, you still shouldn't emulate another culture emphasizing things that are con- connotatively negative in that, in that scenario. Why? But what? Again... 
all the parties in the world you could have fucking threw. Why that? <laughs> so, what? What reasoning could you possibly have? <laughs> oh, Crazy. Fucking sheep. Ridiculous. Sheep. The last thing I got is Hillary Clinton confrontation. Hillary Clinton was doing a video in... She wasn't doing a video, but she was just speaking to a group of people in South Carolina about, you know, what politicians speak to people about. <laughs> and a Black Lives Matter activist came up and had a quote that Hillary Clinton made from 1996 regarding policy that Bill Clinton supported about uh, controlling the crime in America. And it turns out that, that the results of that is that it increased mass incarceration. And... And I just wanted to, and so so this protester came out and said that they are super predators. They are, they have no empathy. They don't care about the community. Yada yada yada, blah blah blah. And this person took a part of that quote and and said that you need, are you going to apologize to black people for calling them super predators? And I'm really, really sensitive about racially related issues and how they are interpreted and how they are relayed. And I feel like that particular situation, that activist was not responsible with the message that she's portraying. She wasn't responsible with what she was doing. But the question becomes, and I guess I'm posing this question. I don't, I don't know if you have an answer for it, but probably not. <laughs> When it comes to Republicans versus Democrat, Democrat traditionally being those who are trying to advocate for black, black lives, black movements, black everything, not always genuine from a, yeah, it's for political points, but whatever, versus the Republican Party that absolutely don't even concern themselves with black issues. Should black people be supporting that Democratic rhetoric in opposition to Republicans? Like should they be saying? Should they be more critical of shit that Donald Trump is saying, or should we only focus on the Democratic side that caters to black rhetoric because the Republican side ain't gonna say nothing about it no way, and it ain't no point of focusing on that. You know what I'm asking? Yeah. Like should we be critical within the group that is helping us, or find ways best to let them help the situation? Or should we compare those two? Or should Democrats just be the, the good guy and Republican be the bad guy? Or should one side of the Democrat be the good guy and one side of the Democrat be the bad guy? Well, I think because you have you have people that run within the party. Like right now, it's between majorly between Bernie and Hillary. Mm -hmm. So I could see being critical from the standpoint of trying to determine between those two. Because only one of them is going to get the nomination to like run. Um, but I think everything is in life is about balance, and I feel like a lot of the arguments that are made are not balanced. It's like at, all the way at the extreme. Like she took a part of the quote to to prove the point that she was wanting to make. And for people who are not going to go and research and, like, find out what exactly what the case was, then it's just going to sound like, oh, shit, Hillary's, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. a lot of people are not going to do their homework and find out for themselves. Yeah. They're going to take this surface level shit and just make a determination based upon that. So I think you can be critical within the party. 
Uh, and but again, everything is about balance. Like I don't know that it should be to an extreme case, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the I think the criticality to which they treat this situation is they gonna isolate themselves and stigmatize themselves in case Hillary do get the vote. Mm-hmm. If she gets the nomination to run for president, or if she if she gets that. Then where does where does that put you? Where does that put the activist? You know what I'm saying? And she's looking like it's gonna be her. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm Team Bernie right now, but it looks like Hillary may be the one that gets the nomination. Honestly, so if and and in the event that that does happen, yeah, I mean they're basically shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Because why would she want to work with you at this point? I mean. I don't know. I think that I think one. I think you should be critical of everything. Mm-hmm. But as black, as people that are concerned with black issues, because I can't say that Stacey Dash and other people like that are concerned with black issues. But as people that are concerned <laughs> with black issues, I don't think we can even consider valuing the Republican Party in terms of black issues until either. <laughs> we as what happened in the community elevate above what typical common black issues are and mm-hmm. our main concern is our tax bracket yeah in which usually the only, the most of the time that black people are in the republican system or when they focus is they they financing their money yeah or um the other time is when you just don't you just or one of those Stacey Dash, which ain't no really rational reason. To. <laughs> she can't be making enough money to just money be the only reason. She just, she or she's trying to make more money with Fox. And so, I, so personally, I don't think we need to care about Republic. I don't think we need to compare about that. I think we need to care about the group that values our issues. Yeah. And when the Republican Party start talking about our issues instead of invalidating our issues, I mean, I don't want to say it'll never be the case. You know what I'm saying? I seriously Politics, well. I think what Bernie is proposing is a change in what we expect in politics. I think Bernie is proposing a long shot to try to help us realize that the system needs to be different. Mm -hmm. And I think Hillary Clinton is inching over. She is more of the same, just in a different format. Yeah. In the same system, but slightly different format, just inching over more of the same, more of President Obama, more of Bill Clinton, more of all the Democrats, you know, Democrats from the last 30 years, more of the same. She's still invested in the system. She's still trying to find ways to help, you know, the wealthy as well. Like she is more of the same. Bernie Sanders is way different. And even if Bernie Sanders can't achieve none of the stuff he's proposing, I think that he believes we need to believe we ex- we need to expect more from this system. Yeah. We need to expect the system to be more fair. We need to expect the system to not allow Wall Street to bankrupt the economy and then blame it on the poor people and take more away from the poor people. We shouldn't allow this economy to over uh, mass incarcerate a whole bunch of people that are dis- uh, disproportionately, disproportionately incarcerated over their other counterparts. I think he believes that we need to believe that we need health care. We need to believe that the the system we operate under owes us more than what they're giving us. And if he have to have this extreme rhetoric for us to believe a little bit more that we need more from this system and not let, let this system continue to take from us, then to me, that's that's the way to go about it to me. Yeah. I mean, 
you can get a touchdown going a yard at a time, <laughs> you know, but you can get one with a Hail Mary, too. Yeah. And even if you fall short of that Hail Mary, then you get more yards than that one at a time. And I just think that they they rolling too slow. Hillary rolling too slow. She's more the same. More yeah. the same. And more the same with this obstructionist Congress just means that it's going to be more the same yeah. after she done, after her eight years. You four. know, President Obama's... Four for sure. Yeah, four for sure. <laughs> eight, eight in the long case scenario. Yeah. But that was President Obama's situation is... He was hopeful. The audacity of hope. His book. He was hopeful that we can all work together and get this thing done. But when you have an obstructionist Congress, <laughs> working together from that side just means we can stunt progress. Yeah. Because we can use his hope against him to keep things from getting done. And when these eight years go by, we can just do the same. We can just erase everything he did and make it back the same. Yeah. So to me, in order to change the system... We need somebody that's saying we need money out of politics. We need somebody saying that we need to invest in children's education. We need somebody that will let us believe and push us to believe that we need more than we currently have. Yeah. So. Team Bernie. <sighs> Team he's, Bernie. He's a lesser of the evils. Like I said, that at my whole take on politics is that it's just taking the lesser of the yeah. evils. I mean, <laughs> now, no, I would never tell somebody that voting is not important. Voting is very important is, in yeah. the outcome. I just believe that all the outcomes are shit. Yeah. I said it before. I will continue to say it. All the outcomes are ass. And so... The key is the lesser of the The lesser evils. of the evils. <laughs> the person that I would rather see doing speeches. You know what I'm saying? Who do I want to see doing speeches for the next four years? Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton... Or Bernie Sanders over any Republican. You know what I'm saying? I already told and you not because of they Republicans, but because I don't like none of the shit none the of them saying. I'm telling y'all, I'm, we okay, be doing Donald this show Trump, from Amsterdam. Clearly, we know what Donald Trump is. Marco Rubio ain't got the experience or the gall to really go up against them other dudes verbally. And Ted Cruz is, he's just too far uh, of a tea partier to give him any, any credit for genuine American values. They just all too far out there, man. We're going to be doing the show from Amsterdam. If. Yeah, we will be. I'm going to. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, that's a liberal nonsense. I, I mean, I can go more into that, but I'm not. I'm, I'm done with politics for the day. <laughs> what you got, Red? Well, we're going to get into some other actual selection. I don't have that much. <clears throat> I think I'm going to end with the rant cuz i know i'm a, i feel it in my spirit i feel oh, like i'm i feel like it's going to come it's going to become a rant so i'm going to save that one for the end so that i'll be forced to wrap it up cuz i'll go on forever so um Bow Wow and Keisha Cole are an item apparently now oh lord two people i care about less than anything that i can think about caring about in this <laughs> Bow Wow recently was engaged to Erica Mena, and you probably don't know who she is if you don't watch Love and Hip Hop, no. and I would not suggest anybody do that. Um, and some shit, they were never a good couple, and they were together a very short amount of time before they were like, oh, we're getting married, by the way, and now they're not together anymore. Keisha Cole, has she officially divorced her husband, or are they still just separated? No, I don't know nothing about none of that. Keisha Cole's husband, Booby Gibson. Is that his last name? Shit, I don't know. I know that his nickname is Booby, and he played for an NBA team. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he even still does that, because he was trying to become a rapper last time I heard. 
he was out here fucking bitches <laughs> and she found out and they broke up and then what is the best case scenario of Keisha Cole finding out that you broke up with somebody because I just had this perception that she is a stabber. Well, and a stabber that lead, and twister. That leads us into her next relationship after Booby. She was connected to Birdman of all people. And he apparently had somebody at his house that wasn't supposed to be there and Keisha went over there to whoop her ass. <laughs> Lord. So both of these people are people who make shit decisions when it comes to relationship and now the two of them aren't together in one. Which is scary. What is Bow Wow even doing now? And he then he hosts some show here recently. I feel like people were making fun of him for fucking something up. What 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 award shows have happened here? Like musical, uh, Grammys. Is it the Grammy? I I don't watch the award shows. I don't watch none of that stuff. I forgot. I don't, I don't know. know. He he hosts things and he. I don't really know what else he was on. A new version of was it CSI Cyber? I don't even know that that shit made it past the season though, because I ain't heard nobody talking about that shit. So, because I was very surprised when I saw it, the commercials for it, and I saw him mm-hmm. on it, I was like, "That's a weird ass <laughs> fucking selection." Bow wow, okay, Shad Moss, all right. Um, but at, see when Keisha Cole's little show aired on BT, everybody's like, "Oh, poor Keisha! Like, look at her family. This is why she acts the way that she do." But the thing about it, she is a part of that system, and so she's flawed as well and so I just both of them are bad for each other like I, I don't even know who's losing the most in this situation they're both terrible for each other and this is gonna end with Bow Wow probably being cut cause I feel like Keisha could take him man just because Keisha Cole by comparison to her family <laughs> on that show is the least nuts it does not mean that she is not a little nuts you know what I'm saying? Like, by in comparison on the show, all that editing you can see. If you look at the news stories and the stuff she done, she just one of them. She a cold. Whatever they last name is. Basically. You essentially. Know? And yeah. Bow Wow. Man, I saw a video of Bow Wow. I saw a video of Bow Wow. And he had on a hoodie. And he was walking. And he was recording and saying, they don't even know it's me. It was just people walking by. It's like, nigga, they wouldn't know it's you if you had that hoodie off. Who the The only thing you did impressive was rap when you were 12 years old because when no kids doing that at the time yep. and Jermaine Dupree had you out there yep. and I was like, wow, that little kid had a flow. That first and last flow that I ever considered him having. <laughs> Basically, like I did of course people didn't notice it was you because ain't nobody checking for you because ain't nobody looking for you. Like, what? Bow Wow has a grandiose sense of self that he does not fucking need to have. Um I feel like if I feel like if Bow Wow went to get a job at T Mobile, nobody <laughs> would inquire as to whether he's Bow Wow or not. No. They just gonna assume he looked like Bow Wow and just not care and try to get their plan changed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> Let me stop. I don't know why I'm Bow Wow just I don't know. But I just wanted to mention that cause I just more bad decisions more relationship bad decisions being made um he need to rebrand himself i don't even know that he can because i don't his person that that's like saying kanye needs to rebrand himself to a more a lesser extreme version like 
he is the problem. So <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's no PR person that's going to be able to come in. Like, Bow made the decision to get engaged to Erica Mena. Like, if you know anything about Erica Mena, you know that shit was a bad idea. And he decided that that's what he wanted. And he went from her to fucking Keisha Cole, who will cut him. <laughs> Literally will cut him. Cut you deep and like, probably twist. She probably <laughs> twist too, bro. You better be careful, man. You, this better be your last relationship, to, or it's gonna be your last relationship. Exactly. <laughs> she was finna try to fuck up Birdman, and Birdman is much larger than Bow. Bow always look like he's twelve still. Like about the size of a twelve year old as well. She gonna fuck him up. Like it's <sighs> nothing about. I just don't remember anything Bow was done. Don't know. Other than, I can't listen no singles. I don't remember the name of the song that I was talking about when he was 12. Something about... There wasn't his name and Shit, I don't know. I, don't I know. have no idea. <laughs> I can't think of the like... He just don't register on my give a wasn't shit, dog. Wasn't he in some movies? I really just... I don't know. Hadn't he been in movies? That. What? I'm sure he played in something that we don't care about. Yeah, I don't know. It ain't nothing that's on my motherfucking shelf. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> and, and, and keep Oh, it- the skating movie. Roll bounce. Yes, was that it? I yeah. never saw it because it just. What the fuck was it about? Them roller skate? I didn't. I oh, just never watched it. No, or kill. Did you watch it? <laughs> no, I never watched no, it. Absolutely it not. just looked. I, I didn't care. It didn't grab me. Absolutely so not. No, I just not. never I watched it. That. But yeah, he was in that. He was in some. What he was in one of Tyler Perry movies recently. Byron. Oh yeah. 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 Whatever movie that was, I don't really do the Tyler Perry. Yeah, they all just become one big Basically, movie. Basically, so I can't even point. remember. Like all the Tyler Perry movies can be happening somewhere at the same time, somewhere they all just one big, big movie. Basically, <laughs> I don't know which is which. I mean, some dark skinned man treats his woman terribly, and a light skinned man comes along and treats her great. Then the dark skinned man realizes what he did, but it's too late because she's now in love with the light skinned man. That could summarize most of the movies. <laughs> like, I, I don't guess, know why yeah. he got something against dark skinned men, but he hates y'all. Like, he really just, don't care for y'all. They just might not be his preference. Maybe not. I ain't even finna get into that and the baby and all of that shit. <laughs> Moving on to more relationship shit. So it was a rumor that Meek Mills and Nicki Minaj broke up and she said it wasn't true. But a reason I want to talk about this is because of the reason that people were saying that they broke up. So apparently Meek is on 90 days house arrest for violating his probation and some drug charges and some shit. And he wanted Nikki to kind of stay around Philly because his fucking ass can't leave. And she was not here for it. And so apparently they had some fight and the the rumor was that they broke up. I just, I'm waiting. I feel like, I still feel like Nikki is staying with him despite y'all. Because everybody keeps saying she's going to break up and she's just being contrary. And so she like, I'm going to show y'all. <laughs> like, I don't even know that she, because he just seems like he, I, I would never have put them together in the first place. He yells too much. He seems extremely immature and annoying. And I just feel like she's staying despite y'all. And every time y'all put these rumors out, she's more determined that she just going. <laughs> so y'all are helping Meek. I mean, was it 50 Cent? 
Who? Yeah, when he got into a fitness center, he was like, "You need to go ahead and preg- get her pregnant because that's the only way you gonna be able to." He might need to take that advice because mm-hmm. I feel like it's coming. I feel like once people don't give a fuck no more and they stop with this room, she gonna break up with him. I just, I, I think that's gonna happen. But I really feel like right now she's doing it to be contrary and she's just spiting y'all because y'all keep saying she gonna do it and she just not gonna do it. Like how. She's like Kingston. She's she was a Chinese dictator apparently in a former life. I feel like she's mm-hmm. just doing it despite everybody. Listen, me. You <laughs> need to trap Nikki, okay? <laughs> the bottom line, look, you need to you need to get the condoms. You need to poke some holes in the top of it, <laughs> and that's just how it need to be going on from here on out. You know what I'm saying? If she's not on birth control. You need to go ahead. You know what? You gonna find out one or two things. You either gonna win and get her pregnant, or you gonna find out that she already got some countermeasures in effect because she ain't trying to have that happen. Well, or even if she does, I mean, I, that's that mentality that women have where it's like I'm gonna get pregnant by him, so he have to stay with me. I feel like she still just take the kid. <laughs> It'll be the same situation Like these women Find themselves in When they try to do That shit to keep a man He's not gonna stay with you He don't wanna be with you He not gonna be with you You just gonna be By yourself with a baby now Then you need to propose (laughs) And if she say no You know where y'all Stand in this relationship If she say yes Then If she be successful For the rest of her life Then you'll be getting Spousal support If she leave you (laughs) Child support If you keep the kid Nikki, don't let him keep the kid. <laughs> Take the kid from him. Let oh, him go himself. Shit. But you gotta pay him. You gotta have to pay him some spousal support. You make too much money. <laughs> he don't make enough. <laughs> oh, poor Meek. Poor Meek. He's the butt of jokes. So, and you know what? It's like he in the news for that, and Drake is in the news because him and uh, Rihanna released that work video. And people are going crazy because have you seen it? It's like Mm -mm. a double. It's two videos. The shit is like eight minutes long. It four minutes of one video in one location, and then four minutes of another video in a separate location. They just basically play the song twice. And I personally don't like this song enough to want to listen to that shit twice in a row. Personally, Uh, because I don't understand what she's saying. I get that she's speaking patois. I know that. But I don't know what the fuck she's saying. I don't know what she could be saying. She's going to come to my house and murder me for all I fucking... Other than work, 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 work. I have no idea what she's saying in that song. No yeah, clue. No. But Drake winning because people love the video. and He doing his little dance thing and then got Rihanna grinding on him in, in a dance hall. So he winning this week and then meet this what you got going on. I just... It all started with that damn beef that you started with him. Like it's just been downhill for him. Like then his legal problems started. It was just it was just not a good idea. I wonder if he can if somebody came up to him mysteriously and offered him an opportunity to go back to that moment when he made that tweet <laughs> and he cannot do it, would he still do it? I, given how immature he is, probably so. I don't take it back. I feel like he would still do it again. Cause he's stupid Meek Mills <laughs> If somebody Mysteriously comes up to you And gives you an opportunity To go back in time And change that tweet Do not Make your fucking Twitter fingers Trigger fingers Twitter fingers Don't do that Don't it's Change been, that shit It's been downhill everything. Okay I'm sorry I'm, I'm done Alright And now for the thing That's gonna cause me To probably get into a rant Okay so Tyrese And Rev Ron Have a show 
called It's Not You, It's Men, I think. Or some bullshit like that. I don't know. And they had Amber Rose on the show, and they were talking, and Amber Rose was talking about just how people treat her, how men act when she's out. And basically, Tyrese and Rev Run were like, you know, you don't need to, you need to dress more conservatively because the way that you dress is part of the, the reason why men react the way that they do. And Amber was basically like, it don't matter what I have on, you should behave yourself because that's what the fuck you should do. And not because, you know, I, I'm dressed like a nun and therefore you can now control yourself. And I just, so many problems with that. Um, first of all, Tyrese, the fact that he has a show where he's giving off advice. If you have ever followed Tyrese on Twitter, you know he's a fucking idiot. And I'm so sad. I'm sad about that because I used to love Tyrese. I used to think he was handsome. I still think he's handsome. But now he's less so because I know he's an idiot. And he said some of the dumbest shit known to man. Like, seriously, if you need a laugh, just go to his Twitter and read the shit. Like, it's it's insane. Um, so, I just don't understand why he's in a position to be telling anybody what the fuck they need to do with their life. But here's the issue. And I had a friend that said to me, oh, I don't get why women get upset when men tell them that they need to dress appropriately. Well, I'm going to explain that for you who may not understand why. And the example that I gave to him is if you as a black man lived in a predominantly white neighborhood and you decided that you were going to go for a run with a hoodie on and the police were called because you look like a suspicious motherfucker to these white people in your neighborhood and you tell you recount this story of police harassment to somebody else and they told you well you shouldn't have had that hoodie on you know hoodies make white people uncomfortable why would you be running around in that neighborhood with that hoodie on looking guilty like you shouldn't have had that you're gonna be mad as fuck you're gonna be like i should be able to wear what i want to wear they should not be assuming because i'm black and in a hoodie that i'm some kind of a threat that is exactly the same way women feel i should be able to wear what the fuck i want to without you feeling the need or feeling the right to put your hands on me like the problem that I have with that is you're essentially blaming the victims in this situation. That's like saying if a woman is out with, you know, dressed provocatively and she gets raped during the night, well, she should have had on some different clothes. That takes the responsibility off the motherfucker that raped her. Like I don't understand how this is a difficult concept. And another thing he was like, "Well, you don't dress provocatively, so why why do you even care about this subject?" And again, that's that's that is what is wrong with America. It's if it don't affect me, if it don't impact me, I don't give a shit about it. It's the same argument that we make about white people not understanding why we need Black Lives Matter because they don't have to go through these things. And so they don't understand. And so they don't care as much about it. I'm not going to like only care about injustices that directly impact me if shit is wrong shit is wrong no, I don't dress provocatively. No, I would not dress. I wouldn't wear shit Amber Rose dress. Uh, wears ever but she can wear whatever the fuck like I'm not gonna say she doesn't need to wear that because it somehow kickstarts this fucking response in men that make them not able to control them damn selves like uh, no that's insane that doesn't make any sense at all it's stupid Killer Mike was on The View and he said if I'm only concerned with injustices to what I believe in then I don't really believe in justice. He said something along that. Yeah. Side. If you believe in justice, it got to be for everybody. It got to be across the board. And I mean, 
a large modifier to this whole conversation is that we live in a misogynistic society in which women were traditionally treated more closely to property than actually people and weren't able to vote wasn't regarded as people that decisions even mattered in the situation and I think that that the way that people like Tyrese and Rev Run think are remnants of that of that history his daughter's dressed provocatively have you seen Vanessa uh, not Vanessa Angela's the younger one like well, the one that's dating uh, fucking Romeo not she's not is she not dating Romeo I don't know they in a TV show together she's, she's I guess, dating I, guess a rapper, I thought they were dating from there not Sage the Gemini that's uh, Jordan Spice what the fuck I can't think of the rapper it's Yo Gotti she's dating Yo Gotti seriously <laughs> yes. Are you sick? Okay, fuck it. I'm not gonna get into that. Pretend <laughs> like I ain't hear it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, his daughters don't dress conservatively. Like, I just it but don't see, fucking matter. But what he's saying, if he applies how he feels to that, all he's saying to his daughters is, you should be aware that dudes are going to feel this sense of entitlement to you because of this. I don't think he's gonna. Change the way that he thinks, but just because no, his daughter's like that, he he's just going to continue to condone and protect the men that behave that way towards his daughters. Because I mean, he'll be protective of them because of his daughters, yeah, but he can't isolate that generalized message because because they're his daughters. It's ridiculous, it gotta apply because they dress like that. I don't know. I mean, I just try to point out flaws in dialogue like this, and the dialogue is that women dress a certain way not concerned with you, not trying to attract anything. The only variable in that is men's lack of control for themselves. And so men saying, oh, I see her dressed like that. She must be looking for this particular thing from me means that the variable in this for men is your perception. Is that the idea that you believe because she's dressed like that, you are somehow entitled to that and you can somehow touch that. Well, if the perception on your end is the only thing that matters, what about if a, a gay dude looked at you and felt like you were dressed <laughs> spiffy and you were dressed very handsome-like and they felt like they wanted to touch you and they wanted to have that feel for you? Now, if if it don't have nothing, if, if the what the person's wearing is the difference, then you wearing that thing and them being able to make those moves has to apply with that logic. <laughs> If men can do that to women, gay men should be able to do that to men. You, you know what I'm saying? Realize niggas gonna hate you. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I I believe in logic <laughs> and rational thought overall. If you hate me because I made a point that is logical and <laughs> rational and you just don't like it, as far as I'm concerned, you the dickhead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or just tell me that my logic is flawed. Tell me my logic is flawed. Fine. Break a hole in my logic and I'm good with you. We'll be good. I love it when you tell me, okay, let me tell you how your argument is logically impaired. <laughs> Otherwise, it makes sense and you just salty it because makes per- it makes perfect be- sense. To me. If, if you salty because of what I said, then <laughs> you got to change your perspective or you got to be comfortable if a gay dude look at you and think you look damn fine <laughs> and he want to come over and, 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 and think that you want sex and that's cool. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Because if that's the case, then you shouldn't have wore that bow tie. You shouldn't have wore them wingtips. 
You should have dressed a little bit more down so that a gay dude would not look at you and think that you had it going on. <laughs> you should have made yourself look a little bummy, sir. Oh, shit. Okay. Motherfuckers is going to hate my ass. Oh, so much. But yeah, it just... That makes perfect sense to me, but that logic won't be applied in that way. They will have some reason why it's not quite the same thing. And it is the same thing. The, the fact of the matter is, if somebody has control and power issues, if somebody feels like they're entitled or that women are property or women are things and that they could just take what they want, they're going to fucking do that. You could be dressed in a nun's habit and they still going to do that. Case in point, women in the Islamic culture have to be covered from head to toe all you see are their eyes in a lot of cases and a lot rape still happens in that culture so what should they have covered their fucking eyes up too like is that their fault for being dressed should they not have wore that color um hijab, hijab? is that hijab? hijab should they have not wore that color like you know what i'm saying like where do you where when does the responsibility become on these men to behave in the way that is expected of a human being because you're not an ant we are animals because we share some of the same biological characteristics but mentally we are far supposed to be far superior than these animals out here and yet when it comes to this particular situation men just resort to fucking coyotes or some well, shit well i mean it, it's, it's just it's irrational it's irrational because to use another example or metaphor like if a child is in front of some candy and the child say that candy look pretty damn good you know what i'm saying <laughs> let me go over and grab this candy you know what the issue with the candy should have been on the table you know what i'm saying you shouldn't have put the candy on the table because you know the kid exactly. was gonna want it why exactly. would you put the candy you know on the saying? table you 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 but you're gonna scold the kid for that you're gonna scold the kid for eating candy because you, there's an expectation that the kid should have known better and should have used better judgment you knew that this wasn't allowed and yet you did it anyway so therefore you there's some consequences that need to be had it, same fucking thing it, it, so the modifier is that ir- of that irrationality is the misogyny yeah. is the society that believes that men that group that was created believing that men were superior mm-hmm. and even though with those examples logically it's irrational that desire still exists the remnants of having a much stronger misogynistic society has reduced down to a very subtle existence in which a woman dressing a certain way makes a man feel like he's entitled to more from that woman because of it. You know what I'm saying? Moral of the story is keep your fucking hands to yourself. Unless somebody... <laughs> like, the thing... If I... I don't give a shit. If I got on a bra and panties, if I say no at any point, that that's what the fuck it is. Like, to act like you're just this uncontrollable fucking, like, entity that can't stop yourself, it's, it's bullshit. See, now I'm going to put this out there for y'all to challenge again. <laughs> if you in the club, dressed up pretty, you know, pretty spiffy, and a gay dude come up to you and whisper in your ear, you know them pants is fitting just right, <laughs> and you turn around and punch him in the face, a woman should be able to turn around and punch your ass in the face. <laughs> All I'm saying is you need to be consistent across your behaviors and your thoughts. <laughs> You know oh what I'm God, saying? We're gonna get so many comments <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> oh, I just again and and 
the fact that this conversation even has to be had, the fact that I have to even explain why it makes you an asshole to say that to a woman, it just saddens me. Because I feel, that, again, just like I feel like them kids should have fucking knew that a ghetto party was a bad idea. I feel like you should know why you shouldn't be telling a grown woman how the fuck she should or shouldn't dress to make you more comfortable. Because again, whenever any of these celebrities, um, the one from Wu-Tang... What's his name? Uh, the RZA. RZA. Anytime anybody says that black people should start dressing differently or be more conscious of how they dress, folks get all up in arms and say, oh, we shouldn't have to cater. Oh, we shouldn't have to make white people comfortable. Oh, we should just be treated right because we're human beings that should be enough of a reason same fucking thing goes with this i should not have to dress in a certain manner in order for you to keep your fucking hands to yourself it shouldn't matter if i do not invite you to touch me then don't touch me like that's just how that goes i don't give a fuck what i have on doesn't matter yeah well i'm gonna say something on a somewhat unrelated but similar note just to Clarify what I'm talking about I made a comment about Killer Mike mentioning justice mm-hmm. If you don't believe in justice for everybody Then you can't believe in justice for anybody mm-hmm. Type situation It shouldn't be a you know Choose choose your justice mm-hmm. type situation Well the reason my dialogue exists In the way it is is because I'm an advocate For justice, true justice for everybody mm-hmm. And so when I'm Speaking the way I'm speaking about women As a man I know it loses me something as a man, I know it takes away opportunities. As a man, I know that it loses me that power. Just like if I expect a, a ally, a white person to be an ally for African Americans, they're going to lose something in that mm-hmm. because it's active. Because when people see that, it's going to take something away. So as a man, as an ally to any group, any cause, the most difficult part is you have to be willing to be a nameless, voiceless shadow behind that group that is trying to achieve something. Mm-hmm. And it's going to lose you something. And they're going to talk to you crazy and rough. And you're not going to get the recognition for being that ally that, that you believe you're being and that you can be. But for white people trying to be an ally for black people and Black Lives Matter, for men trying to be an ally for women, for straight people trying to be an ally for LGBTQQ2SAA, <laughs> for and whatever other variations of that that's going on, for anybody that is trying to be an ally of another group, you have to get used to the idea that you're not going to get recognition and your best role in that situation is going to be a nameless, voiceless shadow in the back that is helping propel that group forward. With them getting that recognition and them getting the change and the acknowledgement that they want. And so for me, I'm a just I'm an advocate for everybody. And men hearing my dialogue ain't gonna <laughs> like it. But I'm consistent with it at least. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So that that's all I got for that. Well, I think that's you know, that's all I have for unnatural selection because I could go on and on about that. Because I, I, re- I saw that and I was just like, what the fuck? First of all, I wasn't surprised because of the two people who, who were having the conversation. So it didn't necessarily surprise me, but it still irritated me 
that that is still the mentality and that, that people don't realize the dangerousness of taking responsibility off people who do shit that they shouldn't do you are responsible for the decisions that you fucking make if you decide that you see somebody who looks nice and she got on a short skirt and you just decide that that entitles you to do whatever it is that you want to do there are consequences for that and you wrong that you have a responsibility for the things that you decide to do and when you start putting the responsibility on other people or you you start putting the responsibility on the victims you put a very dangerous put everybody in a very dangerous place so that's all i have okay that's what's up yeah you got anything else on your mind my dog is insane we already knew that but he it just he gets more as he gets older i, I feel like he's going through alzheimer's or something i don't know i bought him a bed and it's on the floor he sleeps in front of the bed on the floor. Like he sleeps on the floor in front, like inches away from the fucking bed. Like what is? He's sleeping like somebody that got out of prison and they used to sleeping <laughs> on that that flat back <laughs> wooden pillow. And now he's just like, Sleep I, on I the feel floor. the bed. You feel me? But you know, I'm used to this life. How Thank dare you try to upgrade me at this age? <laughs> I used to be a Chinese dictator. I think he heard me talking shit about him because then he like inched forward. So like the front half of his bed, his body was on the bed and the back half was on the floor. Like, look, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving you part of it. <laughs> like this, all I got, take it or leave it, kind of thing. He's insane. I guess you get to continue to see his insanity as he ages out. Basically. Basically, he it's is seven, eight, eight years old. Can't get better from here. Nah, it's just gonna you know get that, right? worse. It's just gonna get worse. Like he's just a crotchety ass old little man. And I wonder if animals get like schizophrenia and stuff. I don't know. I mean, if their brains work similar to ours, then I guess the chemical reaction that causes schizophrenia, like those receptors that, well, without getting into, it, I wonder if they experience. All yeah, I mean, maybe. I've seen some erratic ass behavior in some dogs, so possibly. Yeah. And you know, cats are evil, so I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah, we're not gonna get into talking about cats like that. No, <laughs> not today. Anyway, well, I guess that's it for this week. Until we come the next conversation, we out. Holla.